Welcome back to our show. I'm glad you're with us, friends, to take a look at these markets here on the heels of what we've heard from Jay Powell, a unanimous vote to raise rates by 75 basis points. But the key language here in this press conference, um, it could be appropriate, he said, unusually large increases. That could be in September. So while some, so many folks are thinking 50 in September, he's data dependent, that may be in 75. But in the same sentence, I mean, within the same one minute, then slowing the pace of increases. Um, so this is a very interesting language here from our Fed head. Um, in the meantime, the expectation here is that they will continue with the ongoing increases. They will be appropriate. They will be data dependent. And you'll have September, November, and December meetings. I'd like to continue this important conversation with my friends George Sillis and welcome in Tom White, the host of Fast Market here on the TD Ameritrade Network. Tom, what did you make of what he was saying here? Yeah, I think that was the big key. You saw equities pop on that news or in those comments directly after saying that they're going to probably have maybe another outsized move to the upside as far as rate hikes go goes. He goes back uh, against that and he says that at the, to slow the pace of rate increases and that I think sent uh, equities higher. So he's playing both sides here, Nicole, where he's being hawkish in the near term. But is this this rhetoric that he it may be appropriate to slow uh, that tightening, uh, you know, basically confirming that we're seeing a huge slowdown in the economy. I think that's the biggest concern that you have to uh, take away from uh, from that comment anyway. Hopefully Tom, I'll get some. Yeah. Tom, you know what? I'm going to jump in here and I want you to hold the thought and continue it in a moment. Look at the markets. We hit the nail on the head. There was nothing else that he said that was interesting or new. That was the only thing that he said. We know robust job gains. We know they're reducing the balance sheet. We know uh, that the spending is lower. That was the sentence. And now look, the Dow is up 313. The S&P's back above 4,000. The Nasdaq's up 3.5%. Yeah. That was the sentence, right? Look at this move here just in this last couple of minutes. Yeah. Tom, continue your thoughts. Oh, yeah, exactly, Nicole. I think you're right. Uh, a little bit uh, hawkish on the on the near term and what they did today in their action over the last couple meetings and already starting to turn a little dovish. But like I said, I think this is a reflection that maybe the Fed has some data where, you know, the economy is slowing. We get that GDP number tomorrow. Is that going to show that we're in a technical recession? Uh, and that warrants uh, this type of commentary. But you know, he's playing both sides of the, uh, you know, uh, of the discussion at this point by being hawkish now and already saying that they might have to pull back on, you know, more height, uh, uh, more rate hikes uh, later on this year in 2022. Yeah. What did you think of that, George? I mean, at the one point he said unusually large increase could be appropriate, slowing the pace of increases. <laughs> well. Well, I think the market really appreciates the latter component of that statement. That's why right, we saw the, exactly. the, the gap to the upside on the NASDAQ and the S&P. Look, at the end of the day, you have to just consider the proxy for the target rate. And in fact, the two-year yield is actually down now by about six or seven basis points after the announcement or the statement from Jerome Powell. And so it, you can see this also expressed in the 10-year yields, which are also falling. Markets are appreciating the fact that the pace of rate hikes 
despite another big move higher, maybe it's 50 basis points, we'll probably we'll get closer and closer to the pinnacle of that terminal federal funds rate in this cycle sooner rather than later. And, and that's, again, why I think the markets are, are moving higher uh, and expressing the, uh, the more dovish component of the statement uh, uh, after the initial hawkish uh, uh, tone that they had. Yeah, and, you know, I'm putting in the NDX right now. Uh, minute to minute, because that's what I want to see, because this market was already risk on today, right? We saw that from the morning. And I'm just looking. It's at the highest point of the day here, obviously. But, at you know, as we look at 12,547. But we saw that all day, right? They were in tech, communication services, energy. I mean, the, the safeties of utility and real estate and healthcare out the door today, Tom. Yeah, we saw that strength in the back of a lot of those earnings reports that, you know, while on the top line, uh, they didn't look that good, right? But at the same time, when you had, you know, pullbacks in Google Alphabet, uh, you know, uh, Texas Instruments uh, and Microsoft so much this year, it's not surprising that we're seeing a little bit of a re relief rally because the news wasn't as bad as it could have been. But at the same time, these reports, Nicole, if these would have come out in mid-2021, those stocks might have sold off 5%, 10% at that point. But now uh, with them, you know, pulling back from all-time highs that we saw last November, it was kind of a relief rally uh, and a, a little bit of risk on uh, in the markets. He did just come out with some comments that says he wouldn't hesitate with larger rate hike if one deemed appropriate. So if we start seeing or we continue to see inflation elevated, now remember, their target rate for inflation is 2%, right? Well, we're a long ways from that. Even if it gets down to seven, six, five percent as far as the CPI yeah. data goes, that's still a lot of inflation in the economy. So that's a concern, and maybe they're they're equating that to, hey, even if we get inflation to pull back on the CPI to six percent, that's still going to leave uh, a lot of the uh, the lot of the economy in trouble here, and if oil prices yeah. continue to remain above 95 bucks a barrel, that's also a headwind. Yeah, excellent point too, right? Because that that's an important point. One thing I just saw crossing the headlines too, Jay Powell saying this: likely the full effect of increases has not been felt yet. It's very good that we have August for the pause. I think, right? George, what do you think? Because then we'll have September and then November, another pause for October. And, of course, midterm elections will be coming up. But I think it's great that they're not back to back to back, right? We'll have a, a couple of months for a pause to see and have the increases be felt. Definitely. You have to consider policy changes uh, operated with a lag. So, again, we haven't seen the manifestation of maybe even the June rate hikes yet. Uh, sort of affect the economy and tightening of credit conditions. But overall, I think uh, the next couple of months are really a, a great point in time, especially for the Fed, which even Jerome Powell says are looking for compelling evidence uh, that either there's weakness in the economy, the job market, or, uh, or and or, if you will, that inflation is peaking. And we've got two CPI reports coming out between now and the next meeting in September. So there's a lot of gap. There's a huge gap uh, in terms of uh, having economic data manifest into how the federal funds rate will react to the to the upcoming data, and again how the markets react. So, you know, once again, you just got to use the the barometers out there. We did see sort of the pinnacle in rates uh, at the very least in the near term, uh, looking at the ten-year yield, which was close to three and a half. Uh, this was just uh, about six weeks ago, and that seemed to have been correspondent to the bottom in the June 
the June low in the markets. So as interest rates start to flatten out, uh, maybe the markets will find some footing where they can continue to move higher, not necessarily have these uh, short order bear market rallies and then sell offs that we've seen. There's still risks of that. We have to we have to keep that in mind. But uh, as we get closer and closer towards that terminal rate, maybe those risks are starting to be priced into the markets and maybe they'll find some some more uh, stable footing versus, again, these uh, these one or two day rallies that are, again, sold off in, in, in immediate order. Yeah, you know, I mentioned earlier. Thank you for that, George. I mentioned earlier about tech. You know, financials are also running up now, too, Tom. In the meantime, um, Jay Powell did say the significant reduction. He used the word significant. They're going to continue to reduce the balance sheet. This is part of the quantitative tightening process. So, I mean, they're going full force, at least for now. Yeah, and I think they have to because of the the inflationary data that we've seen at over 40-year highs. Uh, so being this hawkish is warranted at this point. Uh, I think if you look at the tech sector today, uh, it, the Nasdaq's up nearly 4% now. But look at the dollar. Dollar really reversed hard, Nicole. And that's been, every time the dollar's gone down over the last several weeks, we've seen a rally in tech. So also supporting equities at, at this point. And George mentioned the fact that we're getting a bid in treasuries right now. That 10-year yield down at 2.73%. That's basically at two-month lows at this point. Uh, so uh, kind of reflective of the dovishness expected for later uh, by the markets, but for later this year. So with the Dow of 381 points at this point now going forward, what do you think um, folks are thinking as far as investing, George? I'm not asking you to give advice, but um, they're watching a little bit of a turn happening here. I mean, it's been more risk on at this point, and July has been the best month of 2022 for stocks. It has, you know, there's an element of looking at history, Nicole, as well. Back in back in the 70s, we actually had a similar situation where the beginning of the, the, of the year, we had peak inflation. Uh, the markets are down. They reversed at the second half of the year. You have to think of the election uh, uh, that's coming up. Uh, the midterm election is coming up. That's typically positive for markets. And there's, I think there's appetite for risk. And, and if you look at also bonds, you know, with the bond market and the long end of the curve down, institutions are moving into the longer end of the curve and they do that only if they expect interest rates to be stable or go down and so again that might be uh, one way to kind of reflect on how now there's an appetite for risk if inflation starts to become more subdued but also long-term rates are, are well anchored and, and again with long-term rates being well anchored there's going to be appetite for risk in the equities because again the, that manifests into you know higher present value of equities, but the other thing is is there's a FOMO element to, I think this uh, this move in the market as well. There's been people that have been, you know, out there waiting for a continual or a rally that has some uh, some real some real um, you know uh, uh, meaningfulness to it, not necessarily the short term uh, blips to the upside and then of course uh, declines in short order. Yeah, it's wonderful to chat with you both on such an important, exciting day, as Jerome Powell said, looking for maximum employment and stable prices. That is the goal, and they are working towards it. But, boy, we get to go along for the ride. Nice to see you both. Thank you, George Sillis and Tom White.